Hear the wolf howl on WDRS Talk. Hey there, sisters and brothers. Welcome to another episode of WDRS Talk, the Wolf's Den radio show talk. I am your host, Wolf Hemora. Thank you very much for joining me for another episode of uh, my new podcast. And I really appreciate your support. And uh, so please, please subscribe to the YouTube page if you're um, listening on YouTube. And if you are on Spotify, give the WDRS Talk a follow. And uh, you get fresh episodes every, every week as soon as they come out of the oven. All right. So now we are on episode nine. And this is going to be an interview. This time with a couple of um, rock DJs um, from Manila. And uh, they were part of uh, the very classic and uh, renowned radio station uh, DZRJ. And they also uh, were part of uh, what what they called back in the day rock the rock of manila and uh yeah and uh, i'm talking about two djs who i look up to very much bob magoo and also the gaucho who was also known as big jim when he was in dzrj and uh as (laughs) as you well know if you are uh if you follow me on wdrs live I am definitely a frustrated DJ. It is one thing that I really like doing, playing music for you all. And uh, we're going to start doing that again soon. You know, I, I uh, just did a very uh, whew, very tiring uh, move with uh, um, the, uh, the, uh, a new place. And uh, we're just getting settled in. So uh, I'll be uh, playing the DJ stuff again soon. So look out for that. But in the meantime, um, like I said, it's uh, um, I have interviewing two DJs, Bob Magoo and the Gaucho. And uh, they've got some really interesting stories, especially uh, back in the day. Um, Bob Magoo is a little, a little older than uh, Gaucho. So he was a DJ in DZRJ, uh, back in the early seventies, and he was he was actually on air when martial law was declared in nineteen seventy two in the Philippines, and uh, he's got a really funny story about that. All right, so here it is, uh, episode nine on WDRS Talk with Bob Magoo and the Gaucho. Enjoy. You're listening to the Wolf's Den Radio Show Talk. All right. Sisters and brothers, another episode of WDRS Talk. And uh, I gave you a full description of uh, my guests on this episode before the show. So I'm going to go straight into the intro. Please welcome to WDRS Talk, the DJs Gaucho and Bob Magoo. Hello, Wolf. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Hello, USA. Yeah, go, go, go. So where is everybody right now? Bob, where are you? I am in San Pedro, Laguna. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're out of town too. Eh, not really. It's actually part of 
Manila already, you know. It, it's the first. It's the first uh, city right after Alabang, first Laguna, you know, uh, after oh. Mundelupa. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We, we back in the Wolfgang days, we did all those cities: eh? San Pedro, San Pablo, all the saints. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They were they were cool, and. Um, and of course, the gaucho Jaime Lontok, my very good friend, and uh, I was coming from a, a fucking amazing family. So, gaucho, how are you, bro? Where are you? I'm I'm doing good. I'm in uh, Matuod in Leon, Batangas, uh, not too far from Bob. I'm gonna gate crash your place one time, man. For sure. Let's just uh, get rid of this <laughs> pandemic first. <laughs> so what's everyday life for you guys, man? Well, uh, Jaime. The same as uh, probably you. I mean, it's just uh, it's uh, quarantine days and rock and roll. Yeah. I, I teach I teach online. Oh, what, what do you teach? English. Oh, English language. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So let's right. just stay home. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah, that's why I came up with this thing, man. I'm so bored. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. But, but, but in, this, in the States, your lockdowns are not, not really strict, right? Yeah. The, the, so the rules now, well, here in Orange County, Orange County is a little more lax than LA. LA is really locked down. Talaga sila dun. Oh, really? Um, oh, wow. oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, they're slowly, the rules are loosening up where outdoor seating for certain restaurants. Oh. Um, I don't know if they have to, I don't know what the rules are with that, but a lot of people are in the outdoors, in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then... Um, but but you always have to wear a mask. Uh, every time I'm out, I'm with a mask. If there's other people around, mm -hmm. it's like um, I wear a mask. But there's a lot of there's a lot of hard asses here, man. It's fucking yeah, makulit people that don't want to follow because of their freedoms are being infringed. I'm like, Jesus. dude, you yeah. don't know what it means to have your freedom infringed upon, buddy. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's just that's just a mask yeah, for your for your here. safety. <laughs> Get a taste of uh, real infringement. Yeah, yeah, man, real infringement. I seen you're coming with us, you know, some of this shit like that, you know. That's if you're alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You Get out alive. Yeah, yeah man. So, you know, sometimes, you know, when they react that way, it's very comical. And I'm sure a lot of, um, a lot of immigrants now that came from societies like that, they're also just like shaking their heads. It's like, you know, you sh yeah. really a mask. <laughs> anyway, um, so everyone's, everyone's safe. Everyone's good. Everyone didn't get infected. So far, so good. Nice. Yeah. Goodness. So far, so good. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, as long as you keep, you know, your social distance and you wear a mask, you be smart about it. I mean, you know. 
stay home as much as possible. Yeah. Come here. We haven't left since uh, March. So where do you get all your groceries, your foodstuffs, aside from the ones you grow, of course? Uh, we have people who, who deliver. Oh, bye. Ah, okay. we, pay, we pay a little fee, but uh, it's minimal. I mean, considering you're not taking any risks. Yeah, and right. Even then, we have a, like a system. You know, we're in uh, this like drop-off point, you know. Everything uh, is, uh, you know, eventually, what do you call this thing, uh, um, disinfected. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, we're pretty good. I think I, I left once. I, I had an emergency, and that's about it. Okay. Yeah. Since March, see, no haircut, but of course, uh, your your listeners can't see that. Yeah. Yeah, but oh, uh, talking about uh, Jaime with long hair, dude. I have a fucking story, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is not gonna be good. No, 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 it's cool. No, it, it's cool, man. It's not, it's, it's a funny story, man. So I had met you already. I already know Jaime's younger brother because we're um, classmates in high school, grade, since grade school. And um, I was in, I was completing my ROTC in Taft, in La Salle Taft. And then I see Jaime, I see Gaucho on the field sitting down. Indian sit sit with the, the with his platoon and the longest hair. Uh-huh. This is the longest hair. I'm like, whoa. You know what? I don't think I had met you yet because I didn't know who you were. Because if I knew who you were, I would have approached you. It was later on. I was like, you're that dude with the long hair in ROTC. So I was like, why is you, this you guy? You want to know how I did that? Yeah, man. I told uh, what do you call him? Uh, the battalion uh, officer, or commander, or whatever. You know, I mean uh, the military dude. That um, I was a radio announcer, and I was going to be joining this uh, DJ contest abroad, representing the Philippines. And uh, the long hair was part of my gig. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, is that if that's the case? Yeah, <laughs> you let me get away with it. So. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, "Oh, who's this badass? He's, he has long hair," and we're like, "And we're like, oh my god!" And then, yeah, and then besides, eventually, I, I must have belonged to the, um, you know, the working students, you know, mm-hmm. because um, you know, a lot of them uh, were, you know, kind of old, you know, to be doing ROTC and all that. It's just that we hadn't completed it, and so we had to go through. Yeah, that one year. Because uh, the, a couple of years before that, you know, the guys were just giving away lanterns and, and they passed their ROTC that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. So, so you did one whole year that time uh, or just one term? Yeah, that's, that's <clears> I think, four, four uh, trimesters uh, that, you know, you got to do it. Damn, dude. This was such a fucking hassle, ROTC. Bob, did you ever do that? No, I joined the football team. Get away from that. <laughs> Even though I don't know how to play. Well, I know how to play soccer a little bit, but not really. So, bench warmer, man. So, it's okay as long as I don't have to do that stupid stuff. Oh, dude, I had to do it. 
And I borrowed my boots because I was, you know, I didn't want to buy boots. I'm like, I'm going to use this for once a week. So I borrowed these boots from that were worn. And then finally, oh, the, the nails in the, the in the tahong were, were, poke, were poking through the, the sole. <laughs> so I'd be marching with fucking nails on my fucking feet, man. They're like, shit, I hate this shit. So anyway, guys, the reason why I I wanted to interview you guys is because um, as we as I I'll do your intro and as I say in the intro as I said in the intro that um, DJs were a very very um, big part of Filipino life, just like. How I discovered how DJs have been a very um, major part in American life, you know. When there are DJs that you know, like Wolfman Jack and yeah. Casey Kasem, you know, they, these guys are everybody knows who they are. So in the Philippines, when I was, you know, in my experience, it's like we have this, we had the same thing. It's funny that the Philippines and America have parallel. Uh, um, cultures in, in 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 terms of music culture, mm-hmm. it's like when they had their thing in the seventies, the Philippines had its thing in the seventies with yeah. and when the, and you guys in your in your yeah, era. We were, yeah, we were copycats, man. Yeah, that's actually what it is. You know, yeah, little brown brothers, dude. <laughs> so was Pretty it parallel? Was it that way? Hmm. So was it parallel or? Did you? Was it an influence, or was it like sabay talaga, or Americans came first? Look, the Americans came first. Look at it this okay. way: when they had Woodstock, we had Antipolo Rock Festival, right? Right. And so forth and so on. I mean, you know, all the festivals after that, about Langit, blah blah blah. Diba Jaime? Yep. Yeah. You know, um, uh, as far as um, yeah, most of it is concerned. Yeah, yeah, we, we, you know, we even got air checks from uh, radio shows. Oh, you're talking. Ah, uh, you're talking about uh, radio announcing. Okay. Radio, radio announcing. Uh, yeah. Events. I mean, everything was pretty much uh, patterned. You know, after what was going on in the states. I mean, it's the same thing with almost anything. You know, let, let's say, you know, fashion. Uh, you know, the, the Philippines really just tends to imitate the Americans. Yeah. But uh, when you when you mentioned uh, the DJs in the States, Wolf, mm-hmm. like uh, Wolfman Jack, Casey Kasem, in, in RJ, the ones we were following were not those guys. It's more like we were following Charlie Tuna, you know, the rock, the rock who's, DJs. Who's Charlie, Charlie Tuna? Tuna? He never heard of Charlie Tuna, dude. Yeah, that's why I'm, uh, that's why I'm like, here with uh, you guys, so you can yeah, tell me. <laughs> those are the classic rock station, the the rock stations in the states, the the oh. DJs. And um, Jaime, yeah. do you remember any other ones? It's Charlie yeah, Tuna. Well, um, the personalities uh, per se, um, not not too much, but I remember um, the format. Um, yeah. K O M E, which was in San Jose. They were called. Uh, the Rock of San Jose. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a chance to listen to them in 1986. And I said, Putisha, this guy sounds like The Rock of Manila. 
you know? Um, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Not that we, we patterned them, but it, it, yeah, it was such a, um, you know, it was um, a coincidence that they, they used the same thing, Rock of San Jose and Rock Manila. And, and they had pretty much the same format. You know, they were filled with uh, specials, which is what we did. We, we had the Crossroads. We had, you know, um, the uh, 810 special album of the week. Mm-hmm. You know, the, um, I love uh, those. Bob, Bob knows them all. You know, we we, we, had a, we had a heavy metal hour. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I love we, those specials, man. We actually copied. You know, we called ourselves the Rock of Manila because it it was after the Rock of LA. Okay, so we copied. So a lot of oh. stuff was copied from the states, buddy. But then, how did you? How did? What, what was your access to those those American stations? Um, Stewardesses. Stewardesses. Yeah, or, episodes. or I remember, this was nice in the seventies, early seventies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Double A, Austria, used to go to the states on a regular basis, maybe every six months or, or or once a year. But when he comes back, he's got all these records, all this yeah. rolling paper yeah. stuff like that, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, in his baggage, man. And so he says, that's pasalubong. <laughs> so, you know, and then, of course, uh, Jaime's right, stewardesses. We we knew a lot of stewardesses. So what records would you... Uh, so the stewardess was, would would be couriers for albums. Yeah, yeah. And, and also uh, RJ subscribed to this certain... I forgot already the name of this subscription service. For 45s, because at that time we were playing also 45s, right? Not right. just LPs. Uh, for example, the, before Rock of Manila, of course, it was what, Boss what, Radio, right? Let's let's put you know, a timeline. What what is what year is this? When, when I first entered, uh, yeah. RJAM was mostly top 40, so that was 1972. Uh, right okay. in martial law, right before martial law. 71, 70. 72, yeah, 72. Then after Martial Law, Boss Radio, and then finally Boss Radio became Rock of Manila. Oh, they, so they, they was, switched owners. No, no, the military were, the military were, the, not the owners. Uh, remember, it was confiscated from RJ. Oh, okay. No, I, I, dude, I was uh, 72, I was a year old, man. So <laughs> I have no yeah. idea. So 72, uh, Marcos took over, our, I mean, you know, uh, so RJ went on exile. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So we were left there. We were off the air for around three months. We were one of the first radio stations to come back on the air because we were under the military already. The okay. Ministry of Defense. Ministry uh, of National uh, Defense. Right. Wow. <laughs> shit. You know, well, you, you can imagine, you know, um, when I applied for, for RJ, you know, I had this um, picture <laughs> I remember of that. Uh, rockers, you know, partying out there in the booth and all that. And first thing I see when the elevator opens is a big, bold sign, Ministry of Defense. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> I'm not even sure if I had a joint in my pocket or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah because Enrile... And the MND, the Ministry of National Defense, were assigned to handle the RJ group of companies, which were all based in JT building in Santa Mesa, where the tower is. Wow. Right? 
Okay. Yeah. I was on board when martial law was declared. Oh man, you gotta share oh. that anecdote about in, in UW, man. Go, 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 man. Yeah, go. this is around Dude, this is one, fucking historical shit. Go, man. This is around one o'clock or one twenty-five in the morning. So RJ is the tower, right? Boss Radio was the tower. Below Boss Radio, which is which became RJ FM, was where UW was because UW was bought by RJ from Jody Stewart from the Stewarts of Channel Seven. Okay. Okay. UW eventually, yeah, yeah, Uncle Bob, and UW eventually became RJ FM. Mm -hmm. Okay. So before that, it was UW Paren. So UW uh, at the time. So I was on on board. This was around maybe. One o'clock, one thirty, one twenty in the morning. Not sure, but around that time, between one and one thirty in the morning. And there's a glass right on the side side of the booth. You know, we had a glass so you can see outside in the lounge. And I was playing. I still remember the song, "Hill Where the Lord Hides" by Chuck Mangione, right? Oh my god! And, and I was really stoned. So, and then I hear this knock on the glass. Bang! 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 And I looked at my left. There's a soldier there in full battle gear, father. Oh my you know? God! And I said, "What the? You know what? WTF? You know? I mean, deep inside, right?" I said, "I thought and I was. All the roaches, I thought I was. Uh, I thought I was getting right? busted. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was wondering, this guy's not a cop. It's a soldier, man. What's this? So, and the 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 ashtray." Was filled with roaches from the jocks before me. Oh my god! The ships before me. So I was really freaked out. So I just signaled to the guy, just a moment, you know, with my hands, like, yeah, just a moment. And then, so he turned around and started looking at the lounge. In the lounge, you know, you had some. There was one hippie who was crashed out, you know. <laughs> uh, so while he was looking the other way, I got the ashtray, dumped it in the trash can, and then kicked the trash can around so everything would go down, right? Yeah. And then I, and the, I remember I looked out. Like he was waking up the guy who was on on the couch, <laughs> and the guy went like this. It's like, who? It's like, whoo. It's just one soldier. Yeah, just one guy. One guy. Okay. The others were all, it's, a, it's a tall building. It's eight floors, right? Oh, so so there's a lot of offices around. He was the one sent up there. You go up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was one. No, the other soldiers were all around. And so the guy opens. I opened the door a little bit. Yeah, right. Just around this bit. This big. Uh, yes, I know I'm boss. And he gives, he, it doesn't say anything. Just gives me a piece of paper. I look at it. They, then he says, oh, yeah, he says, uh, lahat. and I I looked at the paper. I didn't read it because, you know, my mind was yeah. <laughs> on the ash, on the trash can. Right. <laughs> so I just did what he said. Right. And so I turned off the switches, everything. Then so we were kept in the third floor till seven in the morning on, on the floor of the third floor lobby. On everybody sat down. Yeah, everybody sat down on the floor. Shit. Till seven o'clock in the morning. Well, it was one o'clock. We didn't wait that long. When we got out in the morning in the building, remember JNT, right, Jaime? Yep. Remember JNT? It's all glass around the, the lobby, right? right? When we got out in the building, there was a lot of people around the building, man, just looking in, you know, probably all these employees, man, wondering what's going on. And we just walked out, you know, walked out of the building. 
So RJ remained closed for around, I think, two months, maybe three months. We were the first, one of the first radio stations to open, aside from the government stations, because we were under the go, we were under control of the government. So yeah. the rock station, you know, went on air first, man. So that was oh really cool. God. So wait, yeah. so, so wait a minute. So when you went back on air, you were allowed to play anything you wanted, or was it controlled? Uh, we we played. No, we didn't get much control, man. Except. We sort of self-censored ourselves. We we were probably fe- we were trying to feel our way. Okay, is it okay to play this? You know? No, but but wait a minute. Wait, sorry, sorry. I'm I'm like, yeah, but like you have a radio station, so in a dictatorship, that would be very important, right? They would like totally control they didn't, it. So. They didn't really care. <laughs> they didn't yeah. care. You know, that's the funny thing. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, despite um, working for. Yeah, I mean, bosses were, were all these guys uh, who who led the coup d'etats. Uh, they were all uh, armed, you know. Uh, despite having them as bosses, um, they pretty much gave uh, the announcers uh, artistic freedom. freedom for as long as the station made money. That was mm-hmm. uh, fine. They knew about uh, the rock lifestyle and, and in some cases uh, kind of protected the announcers to a certain extent. They knew what was going on upstairs. They knew what was going on. Uh, uh, but it, it it was not an issue. You know, they they didn't. You know? As long as we, you know. Isn't that fucking amazing? In fact, one time, Wolf, I'll tell you a story. Colonel Guillem was one one time our colonel, right? He was one. Because there were a couple of colonels who, who handled Roger Broadcasting. RJ. Colonel Guillem was he was the head of Metrocom. Remember, you've heard of Metrocom, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like the, the cho- Metropolitan Police during martial the, law, man. The, the ones who pick up boys. The ones who cut the hair. The ones who pick up the the guys who break curfew, right? Oh. And but Colonel Guillem, he was, he was a quiet guy. He didn't really care. His son, his son used to hang out in the tower. Oh. And one time we got him really, really stoned, man. <laughs> And his eyes are so red, and he was like dazed and confused, man. You know, dazed and confused. He was like yeah. that in the booth, you know. And then his dad came up, man. Oh. And, and all of us jocks, man, we're Sanaina, you know, when we're stoned. We know how to act straight, but, but his son was so stoned, man. I don't know. He probably got sermon by his dad, man, when he went home. Did his, <laughs> did his dad know right away? He's like, oh, put sabog. I'm sure they're not, they're not dumb, but they know those things, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God! So, um, so how many DJs? Oh, uh, Jaime, what? When did you come in? Uh, what year were were you there? Um, eighty four. Eighty four. We, we were um a, a pretty big batch. You remember Baba Balvin? Yeah, Baba. Baba yeah. Yeah, she was my Alan. Day. Um, Alan, this guy, Sergeant Brock. You know, uh, a few of us because there was this big migration. Um. A lot of the old jocks left, yeah. So, so by the Went time the I got stage, there, yeah. of the um, senior announcers, there was Bob, there was um, Dante, how new days, Moon, uh-huh. there was uh, Stony Burke, uh-huh. Mike Namath, and then on yeah. the FM there was uh, the Mole, there was um, the Mole uh, Spirit, you know that, you know. Was Spirit um, still there? Yeah, uh, Spirit was uh, there. But he was going to the States. Mike was going to the States already. Mike left shortly after we got there. Uh, 
you know, the, uh, let me give you a perspective of uh, Santa Mesa because it, it's not worthy you know, uh, yeah, to man. say that we were the last of the Santa Mesa boys. Because I think it would have been different in, in Makati, not, not to be judgmental, but I don't like Santa that Mesa place. was awesome. You remember Discovery Wolf? There was this thing along Ramon Magsay's side. Some some red house called Discovery. Uh, we were right across that. Uh huh. So oh, in in, in the, Santa Mesa. Yeah, yeah. you've seen it. You've yeah, seen yeah, it, yeah. Both, right? Yeah, the yeah, tower. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. The tower from 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 the road, it looks round, no. But then the booth was actually like pretty much like an octagon. There's glass panes all all over. All over, and, yeah. I've... Uh, you had a 360 degree view. Of everything because there weren't too many tall buildings back then. I think we were the highest uh, in the yeah, area. Because, so, yeah, because yeah, because JNT is built on a hill, brother. So oh. even though it's just eight floor or uh, twelve floors, including the tower, it's higher, pa, right? Yeah. The the building itself is eight floors and then this big roof deck, which I think uh, would uh, serve as a, a helipad. Uh, during... I, I, I mean, they, they, I don't think they, ne they never used that anymore as a helipad. It, it was going to be intended. They never it did. Intended to be a yeah. helipad, and the tower was supposed to be like you know the tower, uh, you know, to guide oh. them through or whatever. Let me tell you something about JNT building. It was supposed to be the Jacintos, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, in fact, in the seventh floor, Jaime, there is uh, our old office. You know the eight floor office, right? Yeah. In the seventh floor, there was an old office when martial law was declared. There's even a a, a round Roman bath there, but wow, uh, in one of those offices. But. So it JNT it was actually intended for the Cinto and, and Tuason. J and I don't know I, that I don't I remember anymore. Right. Yeah, the, I think they are far cousins or something like that. Awesome. Everyone's a cousin in Manila. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so from so martial law ended in eighty two, eighty six. Oh, in eighty six, eighty six. No martial yeah. law. Ah, uh, martial law. Uh, yeah, he said he said he stopped martial law, but it was still oh, there. Oh, six, okay. Oh, okay, it's just okay. it's just the term. He just. I'm trying to recall when there was ever a official ending, but I think it ended yeah. when he left. So yeah. Because for as long as he was there, yeah, there uh, no was... matter what he called it, it wow. was martial law. There was still repression, even though you know they said, oh, there's no more martial law, but that's a lot of bull, man. But there was, there was no more curfew, or there was still curfew? Uh, no, the curfew... Oh, no more, no more. 70s, palang, I think they listed that. Uh, oh, it, it didn't last. 70s. Uh, That's hard. That's hard to control a curfew, you know. <laughs> You're going to put so many people in, in jail for one night. <laughs> oh, they didn't mind. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so what was the, um, regarding the the records being flown home, what records, uh, in any in particular that you, like, you gotta get me this man. You gotta get me this album, you know, and or 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 albums that you you you've heard only for the first time because someone brought it 
back. Uh, oh, we had we had a lot of those. As a matter of fact, um, in in FM in RJFM, uh, there was a feature um, called Off the Record. Mm-hmm. Um, this was basically albums. Uh, these days, you'd call them indie. Back then, nobody else had them but us. And you know, stuff like Rock Pile. For the first time, you know, I mean, they, I, I don't think they ever made a local release of Rock Pile. Uh-huh. So uh, the important one, the one we had, was uh, that there, there's a lot of awesome stuff that that never really made mainstream that we used for that special. Um, but aside from that, the record, uh, the recording companies would give us records. Hmm. Um, oh, okay. We we just and, and and like every other station, we. With playlist, but uh, the, the the ratio for playlist to um, older songs was a bit more uh, relaxed, yeah. And uh, the method we chose the songs for the playlist is we'd sit down actually and listen to a whole album. Uh, okay. For instance, when I entered '84, um, Boss came out with "Born in the USA," uh-huh. and while we read up on Billboard and all that. They weren't necessarily the rule, because if we found something that sounded good, and we trusted our ears that much, you know, we'd play it 15 days, extend it another 15 days. Yeah, I mean, it's necessary even even if you're an album-oriented rock station, it's necessary to have uh, that direction since you're playing like almost 24 hours and all that. If you keep changing, you know, lagging bago and all that. And, right. Uh, it will seem really, really just kalat. Yeah. So, so we did that. You saved then, those for the specials. Yeah. Exactly. You know, the 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 albums and Jaime's right about that. The do you know that the record stations? I mean, the record stations, <laughs> the record companies uh, in the seventies going to the eighties actually released rock albums because of RJ. Or they wouldn't oh. release those rock albums at all, you know. Um, for example, yeah, Way uh, Dinah. They would consult us. What should they release? What do the rockers like? You know, they would cons- they would ask they would ask us. Uh, and then the ones we get are usually the rock albums. We don't get any of those Michael Jackson. Yeah, you know, I mean Michael Jackson's okay, but. You know, we don't get the pop stuff. They yeah, always yeah, yeah. give us the rock, the latest yeah. rock albums, and they tell us which will click. They 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 listen to RJ and see which the listeners request all the time, and that's where they base it on. So they actually used RJ as a gauge wow. for their business, for the rock albums, huh? the the progressive rock, the hard yeah, rock, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, home, blah blah blah, Black Sabbath. Brother. That's why yes. Black, you saw a lot of local releases of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple. Why? Because of RJ, man. Nobody else played that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, think I mean, now that you're saying it, now that you're telling me this, is that I remember at that time when I was like uh, you know, 70s to 80s, I was 8, 9, 10, that that age. And I remember um like in or like in a department store, SM they have the 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 record uh, the records shop in SM yeah. right or oh. the record shop in Unimart 
Oh, you yeah. Know, and you're going I there. And then, you know, it's like now, like Unimart. I'm doing the same thing now with the vinyl. I'm, 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 you know, I'm going through the crates there in yeah. Unimart and I see Kiss, you know, lick it up. I see, I remember, I remember, uh, I remember it was in, I think, COD, even COD. I, I saw, it's like, lick it up, Kiss. That was the first Kiss record I ever saw. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and that the cover with Gene Simmons and his tongue, and they had no more makeup. And I was like, dude, what the fuck is this tongue? It's so huge, man. It's so long. <laughs> and I I didn't know who Kiss was. I was too young. No one no one taught me. And then I remember also seeing somewhere else uh Scorpion's Blackout. You remember the album cover? Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. I was like, I was probably 10, 11 years old. I'm like, oh, wow, look at this. <laughs> you know, I didn't know who the Scorpions were, but it, it you know, the album looked so cool. So now that makes sense that it was RJ. The reason why I saw those albums on the on the yeah on the rack, and, was and because uh, of you guys. Yeah, with the albums no, that you didn't, you you know you never heard of or was not released locally. Um, those are uh, you remember? You should remember RJ was run by a musician. Uh, not, not I'm not talking referring to Ramon Asinto. I'm referring to Alan Austria. Oh, Alan okay. Austria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a really good ear, man, for what's going to click, buddy. Wow. What uh, was I mean, his DJ name? Double, Double A. A. Yeah. Double A. Nice. He, he was the guy who ran our... He, he's actually... you know, He's the main I, I know, man. Okay, the owner of the station is Ramon Asinto. He's the real that, main that's man. A, that's a <laughs> fact. Okay. He, he, without him, the radio station would never existed. Wow. But the guy who ran it during the critical time, which was martial law, all the way till the revolution, almost till the revolution, was Alan Austria, man. He was the guy who gave us freedom to play what we want, play what we thought, you know. Uh, of course, well, he, was, he was one of the riots in RJ yeah. and He was the bass player in RJ okay. and the riots. Okay, okay. And, and remember, Bernie, uh, another member of uh, RJ and the riots, was... A DJ called Steel Banana in the early days of Steel Boss Banana. Yeah. yeah, Steel Banana. Steel Banana. Yeah. Bernie, I forgot. There's almost name. like Steely Dan. Do you, do you remember? Yeah, I, I mean, do you remember Bernie's last name? I forgot his last you know, name. You know what? Um, not, not the Labradors, no? Uh, no, no, no. No, Jimmy Labrador was a good top forty DJ man. I, he, he was my idol when it came to. You know, talking fast. And okay, okay. Let's talk fast. about your idols, both of you guys. Go, Mukbab. Local, local idols. Any, my local all, idols. All, all, all your idols. Uh, your DJ idols. Uh, um, Jimmy Labrador, number one, and then uh, I like Baby John, um, uh, Ronnie, Ronnie the Asses, and of course Cousin Hoagie for the laid back delivery. Oh, Cousin yeah, Hoagie, no, the laid back talk. When you're DJing, you know, really laid back. It's so laid back. You know, sometimes yeah. I fall asleep with him. It's like, wow, it's a rap. <laughs> but it's like a lullaby, you know, man. Yeah. Stance, you know, Cousin Hoagie. Yeah. Instead uh, of making a mistake, you'll just take his sweet time about yeah. it. Oh. Do that you long pause. Yeah. But what, go, one thing um, I mean, yeah. One thing with Hoagie, it's his music that speaks. It's not him, really. Well, it's him, but you know, it's his music that does the ad libs for him. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Uh, so Hoagie, 
Baby John. Baby John is good. Uh, a lot of people, uh, well, some some fellow DJs misunderstand Baby John, but uh, okay, personal personality wise, maybe maybe there's some problems. But as a DJ, it was really good. And he taught me the one thing that I'll never forget, which is good radio production. Uh -huh. And also Alan Austria, man. Alan Austria is somebody who will lock himself up in the recording room from 12 midnight and he'll come out at 10 o'clock in the morning with several new promos for oh. the station. You know? Everybody would be just waiting outside the recording room when Alan would unlock the door. That's a name bago, a name bago. Oh, shit. Yeah, so what do, you mean, what, what do you mean by radio production? How the programs are going promos, into one you know? another? RJ. Yeah, you know, you know, the, ah, the, oh, the, the promos. The yeah. What's that, Jaime? Go ahead. It's it's like the in-house advertisements. You know. Yeah. Right, right, right. The rock yeah. and roll machine. DC RJ. Dude, you know, baby. Like yeah. Baby John I, made made one promo which was very, very simple, but pucha, it lasted eons, pare. This very simple promo. Ikaw ay nakikinig sa Pinoy rock and rhythm. Bang! Wow, so simple, but oh, wow, dude, yeah. You know? man. I remember, see, Bob was the the first host of uh, you know rock and rhythm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it, before it, turning it over to to Dante, it, yeah. it was Bob. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so so wait before we go to that, uh, Jaime. How about you? Who who are your who are your well, idols? DJs. No, uh, oh, before you wait before you answer that, Bob Magoo. Wait before you answer that. Did you guys get to hear the American DJs? Did they did they like send you cassette tapes of recorded radio from here? No, no, no. I, I only started listening to that when I became an announcer. But before that, um, I'd only listened to two stations, uh, well, three, because there was DZRJ uh, AM and then FM, and uh, I'd listen to RT just like everybody my my age. Yeah. Um, so yeah, see Bob. Major Kahawigni Hogi in Spain. Yeah, by the time I was listening to Bob, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, laid back already, slowed uh, down already. Uh, Stony Burke, Major Speedy, Authority. You know, uh, you know that's the beauty about the you know, DZRJ announcers. Um, it was very personality based. Uh, there was nothing generic about the sound. Of the announcers, everybody sounded different. Not like yeah. if you listen to RT, parang isang tunog lang, no? But uh, of course, they ninety nine point five RT. You ninety nine point five RT. The personality, like uh, Dante the Vid. I mean, he was he uh, Howling Dave. He might not have had uh, the the twang, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. And all that, but he buy. He he projected himself as uh, as uh, some uh, mystical creature. Yeah, right? yeah. If you want to get trippy, uh, listen to Dante. I, man. I think he, he actually believed he was. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh my <laughs> god! Pretty much the way he did on air. Yeah. You want to get high? Listen to Dante, man. Man. <laughs> so I mean, that's what, those, those are. Listen to the announcers of uh, DZRJ. You know, I mean. I'd, I'd wait up um, listening to um, Bob Sellner on, on FM, wait for him to start slurring and all that. Uh. <laughs> this guy was farting. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'd, I'd wait up for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sandler so, so used to booze up a lot, man. But, uh, we'd we'd uh, we'd have shows till two o'clock in the morning. All get really drunk. Then two o'clock in the morning, we go to his pad, get drunk some more. Eight o'clock in the morning, go home, crash, yeah, go back to the exactly, station. You know how how yeah. how you used to see um, uh, the movie FM or WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah, you know, I I think I can say with confidence that uh, there was not one, you know, geek or, or maybe we were geeky in our own ways, but uh, there was nobody straight in. Uh, RJ, everybody partied somewhat somehow. <laughs> yeah. You, know? you mentioned and, the, the 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 other stations, Jaime. They they sound alike. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember when I when when RJ closed down right uh, during the revolution and every all the DJs RT. start. Yeah, I went to RT. There was one instruction you're supposed to do in RT, man. Everybody has to say the call letters the same. Ninety nine point five RT. It's like, what? Why do we all have to sound the same, man? But you know, we just had to do it. But so it's like, wait a minute, there's no personality. It's like you're all you're all just. I mean, it's a good station. RT was a good station. I mean, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. It was good yeah, contemporary. What do you call it? CHR, right? Contemporary yeah. hit radio. So, but I went through top yeah. forty in the in the Boss Radio days, man. We had our own charts and everything. Actually, the um, yeah, Casey Casey was first aired by DJ. Yeah, in RJ. Yeah, in RJ. I yeah, I, I remember yeah. seeing. I I didn't see the ad itself, but I've seen the ad mm. of uh, like Top the newspaper, 40. like the newspaper ad of of America's Top Forty or the magazine yeah. ad or something. Yeah, Uncle Sam hat, right there. Yeah, Sam. yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And it's a psychedelic poster, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, um, yeah, we used to get Casey Kasem. Uh, it used to be uh, sent to us every week, three LPs, uh -huh. three LPs, and then that's the whole show. So, you know, uh, a DJ was assigned to spin those records for the uh -huh. that show. Sometimes I'd be the one. So it's just a, a record. You just let it go. Then there's gaps where you put in the commercials. So so um so the so the playlist how would that go I mean like Jaime said you have to have some some sort of repetition right so at least there's oh there's that song again you know we didn't I, have I, a playlist oh you didn't oh you really you in RJ in the, in the latter part uh -huh. no we'd have we'd have records of course on the racks which we all chose as a group okay that's our song. Now we could play any cut we like because we're an album-oriented radio. Right. Uh, some guys would like to play the hits. Some guys would play like to play the unknown cuts. Yeah. Uh, the deep cuts. I met during uh, during during the eighties. I, I suppose you guys did that uh, when we came in because you know you you had a control of someone. Hmm. Control. <laughs> yeah. We, the, we did have a playlist because we were all young. You know, I, I was 17 when I, yeah. when I entered uh, DZRJ. And so I could uh, understand uh, that they weren't too confident that, you know, we'd, we'd carry on and just do the right thing. So they had to yeah. set certain guidelines, which was a playlist, which wasn't half bad at all because we, you know, we had, you know, I remember 
even if Stevie Ray Vaughan came out uh, with his album Texas Flood in '83, we got it in '84. And so, oh my wow, God. first time I, I hear this guy, I'm like, holy crap, this guy is awesome. But Jaime, Jaime, I remember the time you guys came in, Rolly Grande was there, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. tried, you know, and, and, and he know, tried to a, control. And, yeah, he tried uh, to but, control. Um, uh, that that was a small price to pay. You know, you know what I mean for us. I mean, I would have. Yeah, I was making three hundred bucks a month, <laughs> uh, but I, I would have actually paid them to, to work there. It was wow. a dream come true for a seventeen-year-old rocker. You know, to work in the station. You know, I, I was, I, I, I dreamt of. <laughs> yeah, to work in a rock station, man. I mean, that's why. That's why I started my own thing because i was like man i want to i want to work as a dj like in manila but you know they're not gonna hire me so i'll make my own you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm a frustrated Wait, dj <laughs> there's there's this uh somebody messaged me jaime on messenger about somebody planning to put up a rock station is gonna lease it uh, i was asking the guy what's the name of the person you didn't know. I don't know how true, yeah, but that's hard to believe. Yeah, every, everybody just wants to make money. Yeah, yeah and, man. Um, Probably be another uh, not here. Rock, rock station. So, 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 uh, no, um, so what? What records would? What were your? Um, what were your go-to records? I mean, what? Wow. Man, what would be such a huge library, you know? yeah. Uh, aside from the, the records in the booth, which were easily three to five thousand records, you know, at our disposal, there was a library right beside the booth which had about 10 to 20,000 records. So, um, you couldn't do that, you couldn't have a go to. Um, of course, you, you know, I mean, everybody went to Led Zepp, you know, everyone went to Neil Young, yeah. CSN. I mean, these were stones. You you wouldn't go a day listening to DZRJ without hearing the Stones, without hearing CSN, without hearing Chicago, Doobie wow. Brothers. Damn, yeah, I mean, it was always but, present. But you we should remember uh, with other rock stations. I mean, yeah. the presence of those really, really super bands. I mean, old as uh, they were. I mean. Even this, even today, you play them. It sounds wonderful to hear them. Oh yeah! Another thing, Wolf, is that uh, a lot of the DJs brought their own stuff too. Okay, wow. so they were allowed to play their own records. Nice. So a lot of DJs brought in their own stuff. You know, it's not just strictly you cannot play something. Okay, from okay. Outside. So, so now you said that. So, what would you bring in? What would you guys bring in from your own? Like ah, these guys don't know. I am the only one with this record or whatever. I don't know. Did you um, guys I, that? I said we had lockers also. Yeah. And you mga iba, not just their records, pero yung records ng station din na lock. Oh, din na. Meron pa nagnakaw pare. Oh man. I remember when 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 RJ closed the. I mean the rock. You know they closed the, they closed the format of Rock of Manila, man. So all the DJs started leaving, right? I didn't. I didn't do this, but I know some DJs took records with them, man. I, I remember behind me. I saw the Rockpile record somewhere else in somebody's house, man. 
Yeah, yeah. But you know what, so I, what what broke my heart was that a lot of the original Pinoy rock recordings got left behind. Now, according to RJ, he, uh, from what I heard, them. yeah, the, he remastered them. But until now, I don't see them being played. Oh, because, wow. Well, of course, you know, he, he doesn't, uh, I don't know, no comment. Yeah, yeah, no comment. Bad. <laughs> we, we didn't have uh, hey excuse me you guys I'll just heat my coffee I'm just gonna nuke my coffee okay yeah we we, we didn't have records on Irma or you know petrified anthem we had them on uh, carts cartridges you know, eight track eight track yeah uh, so they have they, they have recordings um we had like a tie up with with uh, the studio. And we actually had sponsors also and all that. So uh, it was a part of the support Pinoy rock movement. Right. What was uh, the studio we were tied up with where all the, um, you know, artists would, you know, that couldn't really afford, you know, we would help them out. And, and, uh, um, in the early 70s, the studio we were using was Joey Puyat's studio in uh, in. In Capo, pare, the oh, Joey Puyat had a studio. You know Joey Puyat, right? Wolf? Of course, who doesn't know? Yeah, yeah I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, remember Joey had his own studio. The the technician pa was Boy Tankintik. So we Boy had free recording there. Boy Tankintik, he died already. Um, we had a free recording there, and then the next one was in. Uh, Green Hill Sound Studios. Oh, Green Hill Sound, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. where the boys recorded Takulan. Uh, Pastilan recorded their song. Uh, so sina, the, sina Aunt Irma and uh, Petrified Aunt. Uh, uh, Petrified did theirs in Cinema Audio. They paid for that Cinema themselves. Audio. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Cinema Audio ba? Uh, I think Cinema Audio. What, what's the other... Yeah, I think it was Cinema Audio. And then... You've heard them, huh? You've heard them, you know, Petrified. And I, know, I, know, I know the names. Petrified and Anthem? Heard, yeah, I've heard... I know, yeah, he. Uh, the guy just passed away, right? Walter Worth. Yeah, Walter Worth. Yeah. Yeah. I, got to see, I got to see those guys when they were, like, in Mexicali Blues Band already. You know, uh, that was... Because that's their, that's their tropa, right? that, that That group of musicians. So that's when I if saw. If you listen to to the stuff they made, uh, mid seventies, early seventies, and all that, um, yeah, they were ahead of their time. Yeah. And young standards, I'm sure you'll agree. Give it a check. Is it? Are they on YouTube? Their songs? I think so. I think. Yeah. Uh, what? Petrified. Oh, oh. Yeah, Petrified Anthem. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I love, I love the band name. It's so cool, man. Petrified yeah. Anthem. Uh, you listen to the song "Drinking Wine." Oh, drinking wine. Awesome. Yeah. I was telling, I was telling Jaime that 
I I already saw those musicians play when it was Mexicali blues band. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's Walter, how I know Walter. Joey Puyat and Walter Worth. That's how I know yeah. of them because of that that uh, that band. Yeah, but, that was so, the, the, the band, that band was pretty cool. Yeah, but Walter was really. I mean, when you watch Petrified Anthem. I mean, if you're looking for a Philippine version of Almond Brothers Band, Union Band. Oh, wow. Because his influences was uh, Atlanta Rhythm Section, Almond Brothers. Those are more of his influences. So did he play slide guitar? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, you should have heard the Statesboro Blues. Galengare. Uh, oh, yeah. There was this time. There was this uh, time, the seventies, right when Marshall Lowe's declared. Right after Marshall Lowe's declared, there was this uh, movie premiere in Rizal Theater, Makati, uh-huh. and uh-huh. Uh, Mad Dogs and Englishmen, Joe Cocker, right? Right. So be- before the movie, there's two bands that played Red Fox. You know, Dennis Garcia, yeah, and Rene Garcia and Red Fox before they. Yeah. Oh Hot yeah, yeah. Dog. Before Hot Dog, yeah. yeah. They used to play a lot of Grand Funk, you know. And then wow. Petrified Anthem. So, <laughs> yeah, Hot Dog uh, had their, their you know, Rizal Theater, the, the movie screen is long, right? Yeah. So Hot Dog had their, their, their instruments set up on the right side and Petrified on the left side. Oh. So, uh, I mean, Red Fox, pala. Red Fox or Galeng, no? Siyempre, uh, typical Grand Funk Railroad. But when Almond Brothers came on, by puta, their first song was Statesboro Blues. Puta, it freaked me out, man. I said, fuck. I never thought a, a local band would play this, man. You know? Oh, that's the first time you saw them? Yeah. No, the first time I heard Statesboro Blues played by a local band. But oh, I know okay. Petrified Anthem because I know Walter because he lives in Bel Air. Okay. And I, and I used to live in San Miguel Village, which is neighbors, right? right? Yeah, neighbors. Yeah. And, yeah. And Petrified it's used to invite me. I mean, Walter used by to a fence. Me. Yeah, Walter used to invite me to his house a lot. You know, to listen to he he had this four track recorder. That's where they recorded most of their songs. Wow. Walter was uh, like a techie guy. Okay, so he was. I guess like he must have uh, moved to San Juan sometime later on. This. Uh, later on, yeah. Until yeah. before I moved to Batangas. I'd see him walking along Wilson. I'd see him uh-huh. walking Pinibala. Yeah. yeah, after Bel Air, naglipat na siya. And then, because uh, his brother died also, remember, the drummer of Petrified Anthem, Bobby. Yeah. Bobby died of a heart attack. So he took care of Bobby when he was, uh, you know, uh, he couldn't walk or whatever, right? Uh, oh, there were, there were brothers in that band. Oh, yeah. Jo- uh, John, Walter, and Bob. And then he, Alan Tapan. Uh, is he related to them? Is he, is no, he's, he's just very a very good. good he's is just he a very good, Walter? very good friend to Walter. Are are are, are they American? Walter Worth, yeah, yeah. Oh, American. Okay. Yeah. Like Father American moved, American. Yeah, pure Americans. They they moved there when they were kids. Father okay. had a business here. In fact. Ang ganda ng rehearsal place nila, pare. They invited me to, to watch them rehearse. You uh-huh. remember, you know Meralco in Sukat, right? In South Superhighway? Meralco? The Meralco fact, you know, Meralco. Uh, I can't picture Elect- it right the, now. The, the electric <laughs> company. You know that, Jaime, right? <laughs> so it's way... It's way <laughs> no, the, 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 the one with the pipes, man, you know, where they make the electricity. The pipes. So, the yeah, near the pipes. there, there's like a bunker. 
like a warehouse bunker. But all their in, in, nobody on, uses it. That's where they practice, man. All their instruments were there. Oh, really okay. nice place, man. I mean, it's isolated. It's in the middle of a field, like a bunker, but. Yeah, but there's no such thing anymore there over there in BF, man. It's all uh, no more, no more. <laughs> uh, but the Meralco, Meralco thing is still there. Oh, the building itself. Although the, 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 the facade, field, I mean the, thing. the field, where, yeah, the field where the bunker was is not there anymore. Uh, it's yeah. some building already. Some yeah, it's all filled up yeah. already there. How so? Um, I remember Jaime. <laughs> he mentioned this before, you know, back back in the day, the nineties, that he he would have. Like if he if he either want needed to you know do a number two or number one or he wanted to smoke a joint up or a cigarette up in the tower, he put on like a really long song. So what are those long songs that you guys did when you needed uh, well, to take a for the simple a Yossi break or, or a, uh, what yeah, that? The, again 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 minute, uh, door songs, you know. Um, I was just making Quento Bob the other day because he, he made a post about playing uh, Edgar Winter's uh, Tobacco Road. Tobacco Road. That was a really long song. It was the whole side of uh, the FB. I actually played it once and ran down uh, so elevator. Ran down all the way uh, to, to outside the building uh, traversed towards uh, Bimapa it was a tindahan uh, on the sidewalk. Scored myself a lapad, run back up the stairs and to the booth, and I had a couple of minutes to spare. Yeah, so so uh, we had a lot of those songs. If it was a, a doobie, you could go the doors, the end, or when the music's over, which are about ten minutes. It's good enough time for doobie. Um, yeah. Run down, yeah. For the doobies, you run down four floors, go to the rooftop. Yeah. You want to take a crap? Uh, play Jet Rotals. Uh, what's that? Take us a break. Take a dump. Because you have to go down four floors, right? Take a dump and then go back up. There was a time we could smoke, smoke in the booth, but uh, you know, we had to be careful after a certain. Some some years, there was some years we it was really free in the booth. You know, I mean, you know, you go up the tower, you'll know from the eighth floor and along, you can smell the grass already. You know, going up <laughs> four floors, you can smell the dope already. So oh, we yeah. were careful about Bob Magoo and all that because we didn't we didn't know what, what to expect when we first got there. So we'd be smoking at night. Yeah, uh-huh. we, we'd be doing that in the booth, and uh, apparently. Um, yeah, we're all the same. <laughs> yeah. So did he bust you or what? Who, <laughs> oh, me? No, peng- no, 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 no. Did, no, did Bob bust story. you guys? It's Whoa. like, oh, he's going to bust you. He's going to Don't yeah, bogart, come on. Yeah. I like that. I, yeah. um, yeah. right. There was one time um, when I got up the, the spiral staircase, that, that's what led to the AN booth, right? Uh-huh. I was met by this uh, groupie who had been there the last three days. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. he was parting heavily. And then he said, he says, uh, this is uh, Sergeant so-and-so and all that. Um, I showed him where we throw, throw the mga buto. 
you know, there's like one corner that was, that was uh, you know, cluttered like anything. And we just throw, you know, roaches, seeds, <laughs> you know, there. I showed him and I'm like, ah, oh, but whoopsha. I wanted to wring this guy's neck. You know, I mean, <laughs> what the hell? But apparently the guy was, uh, uh, he was actually trying to fi- find out why the uh, one of the glass panes was cracked. Oh, uh, yeah. It, so he didn't mind too much the seeds and all that, but yeah. wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I showed him where we throw the seeds. I'm like, ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not knowing what to do, right? But, yeah. But that's not what he was after. Yeah. Oh, you reminded I remember I remember that, yeah. Uh Dante probably <laughs> he had one of his tantrums. Uh so you go up the booth, it's a glass, right? It's really thick glass, man. It's like this thick. This yeah. two 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 glass yeah, for soundproofing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how Dante cracked it, man. Uh, not with his head, but it's possible, but I think you fell. I, or, I think he fell, right? or kicked it, or something. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he got suspended for that oh, for a wow. couple of months. Yeah. Damn. He was probably too stoned that broke the glass, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, was there ever a time that uh, you had to play a long record, but you didn't make it back up <laughs> in time? No, no. The problem is when you play a long record and then it skips, but. Oh, or if you've left before checking on the speed, we'd often play 33, 45, you know, so you yeah. have to switch that uh, lever you know, every now and then. And if, if you did that, you know, play the record and run down without yeah. checking, uh, <laughs> that could be a problem. And you remember... Uh, and you should remember, uh, Wolf. In those days, there's not it's no not push button the turntables, right? So the speed yeah, yeah. it's like a gear body. Thirty three, forty five, seventy eight. Right, right. It's like yeah, yeah. Pero malisang queuing yan na one fourth lang, one fourth lang pasok na. Bilis. Sparta turntables yan. Yung mga yeah. plato na tatanggal. Ito sina uh, sina Bob. Yan yung baptism <laughs> of fire namin. While you're there looking one side, looking for the next record and all that. Pagbalik mo, wala ka na. Wala ka na turntable. We, we, when we had new new jocks like sila Jaime, ganun. Si, ano, si... So, kunyari, they're on board, right? So, they got two turntables, right? No gaps, right? Yeah. And when they're not looking, we take out one turntable, man. They're left with one turntable. Now try having no gaps without with just one turntable. Here oh. right? That'll show how good you are, pa. Wait, so wait. Pa. So how do you do that? You have to spill while just, you're you're while you're you're, yeah, you're putting spiel another while record. You're, you're putting another record in, man. And then you're aiming pa, on the on the you're aiming on the line. Yeah, nobody get really good at that. Yeah, remember you're not, you're not you're not on video, so you know you can you can look like that, you know, while right, right. talking, right? Yeah. So if oh. you can do that, yeah, pasado ka na, rakjak ka na. 
Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Jaime, baptism, baptism of fire. So Jaime, did you did you pass right away or or did it take a, no, a while? No, si extra steps sa akin. score. compound in Sampaloc where Bob and uh, some of his old friends and all that and we just drank our heads off. Oh yeah, he yeah, yeah. left me there. He took a cab and <laughs> he just <laughs> left me there. But uh, after that I was okay in his book. <laughs> oh my God. So there's the hazing period pala. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. How about how about you how about you, Bob? Did you get hazed when you were new? Yeah, yeah. Um then there's one thing, there's a ritual we had. We're in uh it's in it's held in the the vacation house of the Jacintos in the where the transmitter is. There's like a nipa nipa hut with a swimming pool. Mm-hmm. You get dunked in a swimming pool, you know, you're drinking a beer, everybody's enjoying you're new, right? You're yeah. a new duck, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Drink. all of a sudden party you just feel yourself lift off from from the air like that. And you see four guys carrying you, buddy. What the fuck? You know that they throw you into the pool, buddy. Uh, we did that, yeah. And you're in. You're in with the bottle of beer and everything. <laughs> with the bottle of beer. You go home all wet. Oh man, that's the final baptism, man. In the old days, but in in as we went on, it became the turntable stuff. <laughs> yeah. So what was what would be, I mean, aside from seeing that 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 fucking soldier, what would be the wildest experience inside the booth? Ah, or, or, and then and ah. then and then augment that with what would be like the weirdest like request that you would hear on the phone? Oh, I don't remember the weirdest request. Hi, man. Do you remember uh, the request? You know, uh, they took out the phone. From uh, from the booth, uh-huh. yeah. But um, every now and then, yeah, somebody would come up. And once uh, there was this, uh, this lady who came up, and, and she was a scary looker, you know. And she goes up, "What am I play on? Feel like making love?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> of course, I, I didn't deny her her, her request. No. Yeah. Uh, a good song, no man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pero kakatakot. Baka ma-rape ka. No, but uh, yeah. In the 70s, I mean, you missed this. We had a lot of groupies, man. Uh, from IS, International School. Oh, my uh, God. A lot of Americans used to go to the station, American girls. Dami. Sarap. Uh, so it, it, being a DJ at the time in the 70s was like being a rock star also, no? Yeah. Uh, the closest thing we'd get to being a rock star. So, you know, we had a lot of groupies from IS, you know. And, uh, yeah, a lot of, lot of nice... Diba nice... sila yung gumawa ng ano, yung Dutch Life? Yeah, yeah, there were some promos that we had them do also. You know. Yeah, wine liners. Uh, yeah, wine liners. DJ makes you feel glad all over. Yeah, DCR, DCR makes you feel glad all over yeah. with, a real, with a real American accent. Yeah, yeah, the real yeah. one. So if you don't want to talk, because we 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 didn't talk too much really in, in DCRJ, 
there's more music left stop. Yeah. Yeah. You'd put uh, in a filler, you know, like over a bed, you know. Yeah. From song to song, you put in that voice yeah. and then the next song. Right? Oh, okay. So how, how many songs until you would like say something? Three, four. Yeah. Then you talk about the past the past songs, maybe the past songs. Get some info on the songs. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Not just, that, you know, not just title artists, that's it. Yeah. Those, those uh, we had um, the uh, rock encyclopedia handy. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's because another. Man, we're seventeen, you know, and all that. Mm. We 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 we're not as well versed as uh, our senior counterparts, you know. So we had to learn. You had to know what you were talking about. Then. Yeah. Were there were there any people who would call and complain? It's like, bola bola ka naman jan. No, you know what? Lano man, lano man. Uh-huh. They were so loyal. There was, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, some of them actually pulled out the dial uh, from their transistors, left it already in 810. Yeah. Wow. That on the day, um, format, it was really bad. Wow. Because that's like abrupt, right? They, you, there's no warning. They yeah, just change. Yeah, and, and, and for for these people, they didn't know any other life but, uh, you know, the rock life, which DZRJ was uh, in the heart of it all. Yeah. It was the soundtrack of their life, man. Right, I mean, right. Because because uh, with, with, with the, the music came in the lifestyle. Yeah. You know, the concerts, the, you know, Everything. everything, 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 yeah. Rock, yeah. It was uh, pretty much. The concerts were really nice, Wolf. You should have experienced those concerts at the rooftop. They were really good. Nice. Oh, you had concerts in the rooftop. Yeah, this was in the early seventies. Because later on, they they uh, uh, they didn't do it right. anymore. Uh, and, and no, because it was also kind of dangerous when some people get stoned. You know, it, oh, you yeah. can easily fall off on the side the railings are not that high they're just until here you know so the, the people started getting worried that you know some jerk might just flip out and fall over so but yeah i i i saw bob razon there the titino band uh, <laughs> i love that name titino band yeah 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 i know yeah yeah Bob Rasson, I remember. You've heard of Bob Rasson, right? Oh, yeah. 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 So he's still, I know, we used to call him Jesus Christ. Because his hair is really long, then he had his beard. This uh, is this is the the uh, Bo Rasson, right? Or Bob? Yeah, yeah, Bo yeah, Rasson. Bo Rasson, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he was already, he was, was he playing percussion already? At no, the guitar, sha. guitar. Ah, sha. okay. Oh. Oh, can he? Yeah, when Bob Hyde came over, Robin. Oh, who's 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 Bob the singer? Yeah, the the big guy, the one big who guy. passed away already, Bob Hyde. So, uh, can he performed here, right? Uh, when when was this? Kailan ba yun, Jaime? Nineteen seventy something. Um, 1970 something. Oh, uh, let's keep it at 70 something. Yeah, uh, oh, 79, <laughs> I think. 
Yeah, hazy days. So, uh, so Can Heat was going to perform here. So we were uh, invited to go to Sheraton Hotel to interview uh-huh. the band. Uh-huh. So me, Little Rock, uh, Howlin' Dave, and I think Bobby Mayuga, the unicorn, went along. So, ah, no, 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 this one guy uh, who owned the car, because we used this car. So we went to Sheraton. We got to the room. Puta, it smelled of Lakitan already, man. Amoy damo na, no? I mean, Sheraton Hotel yan, ha? Yeah. So, wow, amoy damo. Yung pala, si Wancho nandun. <laughs> tulak ng bayan. Puta, <laughs> tulak ng bayan. Push him down. joints. Bob Height just like cigarettes, man. Smoking like shit. And then so we were. I I met Bob Height. I met Fito de la Para, the drummer. Yeah. I met Henry Vestine. He was, was, was this the same lineup from Woodstock? Yeah, the original, the original lineup. Except for Shamba, the guy died. The original one who sang "Going Up to the Country" he died already. Oh, okay. Over okay, I didn't know that. Okay. So the, the original lineup was still there, except for that one guy who died. Uh-huh. Henry Vestine, Fito de la Para, Bob Hyde. And they're very quiet. They're not rowdy. Yeah. Maybe they were just, you know, wondering who is this guy, this brown people, these Filipinos are really weird, you know? I mean, you know, but I mean they're weirder than us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we yeah. in the room. It really smelled like grass, man. I was wondering why we never got, you know. Anyways, after uh, talking to Bob Hyde, and another thing about Bob Hyde, huh? he doesn't drink water, man. He was just what? drinking Pepsi's, buddy. That's why it's yeah. so huge, buddy. Huge guy. Yeah. That's all sugar. Yeah, it's all <laughs> drinking Pepsi, on Pepsi, Pepsi. So, oh, anyways, man. so an idea came along. Said, why don't we bring him to the station? So we invited him to the station. Then it's a known fact that Bob Hyde, wherever he goes, when he goes on concert tours around the world, can't he? He brings along his blues records with him. Okay. Okay. So exacto. I said, yeah, sure. Pucha, he had his records already. We said, wow, cool, man. He's got his own records. Wow. Okay. So we brought him to the station. On the way to the station, he was look. We were going down Nagtahan Bridge. Going uh-huh. to uh-huh. we, and we went to the side street, going to Ramon Magsaysay Boulevard. In the side street, you can see all the, all the squatter shacks, right? Right. And Bob Hyde says, now this is my part of town. Wow. And uh, he <laughs> felt more at home. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My part of town. Yeah. So we went to the station. You know, the spiral staircase in Santa Mesa is narrow. Uh, okay. He had to breathe in really hard to fit through the narrow, wow. the, the spiral staircase going to the booth. Yeah. Because he wouldn't fit, but he's huge. Yeah. So he got to playing his records. You know, the only thing I regret about that night is we did not have a camera, but we couldn't take a picture. Oh. There's nothing to record it. Did he speak? Uh, did he? Did he? Yeah, play? he, he ad libbed also, man. Oh, we let nice. him, he was a DJ, but we let him do everything. Oh my god! Yeah. We just turned the switches on for him, but wow! So what did he, what did he play? So do you all remember blues, what? All blues, man. All blues. Yeah, and all 
classic blues records. Like Muddy Waters and all of that. Yeah, uh, I don't remember anymore, yeah. but he has his own stack of blues records that he brings, brings along with him. Nice. Remember, Candy is a blues band. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that. I remember because in uh, they're not in the original Woodstock movie, right? They are, they are. Oh, they, they are. are. Not not yeah. in the original movie, but in the what do you call that? A remake or well, yeah, the remake, re-edited, yeah, re-edited one. The director's they're, they're cut. There. Yeah, they're there. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, the bassist man, he's just head banging. He's like, <laughs> it's like open the head bang. Na pala sila sa you know, because oh. the way he was head banging. I mean, he was probably, I mean, you know, stoned out of his brain, but you know. It was cool. It's like okay, they're playing blues, but these guys are playing it like really, really, you know, boogie yeah. blues. Yeah, yeah. boogie blues. Eh? Yeah. And then there was Parang one. Wala, wala sa itura yung bosses na ano. Wala, wala talaga. The band you think it's Kermit the Frog, you know? <laughs> yeah. And the reason why can he played here? Yeah. The reason why can he played here is because they played in the basses. So uh, Nilo, Nilo Santos, the, the ex-husband of Sampaguita, uh-huh. knew that they were in Clark and Subic. They are going to play there. So he, he was able to grab them for one night. Oh. Araneta. Yeah. Araneta. How, yeah. was how, how was it? How was it? it was on the, on the fly, right? No. What happened there was the day before was the stampede in Rizal Memorial Coliseum where four kids died. The stampede of the Pinoy Rock concert. Oh, is this the one the stage collapsed or something? Yeah, the stage collapsed and then the stampede happened. Four kids died, right? Oh, my God. So everybody was freaked out about rock concerts. So just, but there were relatively a lot of people, but not that much. Sayang Galing, galing niyo yung candid. So wait, now I'm intrigued. So that thing in Rizal Coliseum, what happened? I, I, the, I know uh, Juan de la Cruz was on stage. No, I was there. Uh-huh. Uh, it, was, it was on a Longapo band. Uh, I don't know if it was split ends. Um, because we were up in the, in the football field. There's a booth there for the press, right? Okay. Uh, we were in there with Joey Smith. Everybody, all the artists were there. And then we were watching. The band was playing. So we could see Is from... it full? Is it full of people? Or... Oh, yeah. There were a lot of people, man. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the stage started because there were a lot of hangers on around this on top of the stage, man. Okay, yeah. The security was lax, buddy. Yeah. So the stage couldn't take it, and then the, the, the thing just slowly just went chuk, 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 boom. And then that was it, right? So kids started freaking out. I guess then what happened in the gate, I didn't I don't know about till the next day because we split. Uh-huh. I mean it happened in the gate on the side of the of the of the football field. Yeah, probably. But why did they, why did they run? I mean, because... I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember the story anymore. It's, it's wow. somewhere in the newspaper. Probably if you Google it, man, maybe the story's still there. Wow. Uh, so that was yeah. like a, a like a sort of a festival kind of thing, multi bands. Yeah, a lot of bands. The usual concerts. One day, not festival. One okay. day. Yeah. One day, yeah. Parang wow. new moon. Parang new moon concerts. Ganyan. So what were those new moon concerts? I, I, when I no, interviewed... That's uh, Nilo Santos. Yeah. yeah. 
Nilo Santos concerts. And uh, that, that would be every month or every year? Uh, hi, ma'am. Every six I'm, months. I'm not too sure, man. Yeah. Uh, around, I don't know how many New Moon concerts there were. Maybe four. Uh-huh. It didn't last. It didn't last also. And um, so I, before we go, uh, how did you get your names? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Bob, you go ahead. Uh, huh? Me? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, okay. Bob Magoo. My original name on the radio was Pink Tomato because those are the psychedelic days, right? Uh, Pink Tomato and weird, right? Anyways, uh, because they wanted me to get a name right away, think of a name, you know, when I was in UW. So everybody had weird names that time. So Herman Smack, you know, uh, Walt <laughs> Wayne. Herman yeah. Smack. Yeah. So I chose Pink Tomato. So every hippie day's acid day. And yeah. then uh, when I got to RJ, then Top 40, Alan Austria said, uh, change your name because, you know, it's Top 40. It's not. A, a really rock thing. I mean, it is rock, but uh, more like more a bigger, wider audience scope, right? Mainstream. Uh, yeah. First thing that came into my mind was the cartoon, Mr. Magoo. Mr. Magoo. And then I was thinking Magoo, Bob Magoo. It sounded weird at first. I didn't. I actually didn't like it at first, but it sank in after a while, and I started to like it. That's it. Bob Magoo. Yeah, yeah it's 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 yeah. cool, man. It's a cool yeah. name, man. Bob Magoo. Yeah. <laughs> now people just go, oh, Magoo. Magoo. <laughs> magoo yan. Si Magoo. Ah, si Magoo. Magoo na naman. Oh, oh, magoo lang. <laughs> magoo lang. <laughs> and and you, Jaime. Did you, uh, did you have... I was Big Jim. Yeah, Big Jim and RJ. Yeah. Show I changed uh, when I moved to, to Pop. I didn't, want, I didn't want my rock uh, listeners to know it was me. You know, oh my obviously, God. I, I chose that, you know, because uh, I'm such a Steely Dan fan. Right. You know. um, but that's another story, the, the gaucho thing, because, you know, people actually had a hard time pronouncing it. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't guard show. Silly <laughs> dance. Silly who? Silly. <laughs> it was an entirely different world. But Bob, Big Jim, uh, I got uh, Bob dinner. Uh, yeah, remember we had G.I. Joe's and stuff. There was a, a new, you know, they had Big Jim, Big Josh, Big, uh, you know, these were the first, um, you know, dolls that the muscles actually moved up when you, you bend the arm. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so, and then, plus, I'm so, so Jim naturally just fit in. Yeah, so, Big Jim. So I never knew that, Jim. man. So, you know, because I remember, uh, were you in 88.3? No. That's... 88, no. I, I was... 89.9? Uh, uh, RK96. Uh, RK96? Actually, I, I shuttled uh, from... Uh, Working for Ramon Asinto to RK96 and then back to RJ and then back to RK96 before I finally got pirated by a pop station. And, uh, well, it, 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 it seemed like big money back then. I was just like, wow, yeah, I'm doing that. You know? No, I think, that, I think that's when I first heard you and your, your name in that station, whatever that station was. As Gaucho. As Gaucho, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I think yeah. That, that mainstream station, do you remember what it was? 
89.9 Magic. Yeah, there you go. 89.9 Magic. It was the it was the biggest station at that time. And that's when I first heard the Gaucho. And then right. I was like, oh, you're the Gaucho. <laughs> I remember it's like I was kind of starstruck when I first met my Jaime. I was like, you're the Gaucho? Oh, man, you're that. I used to listen to you all the time, man. But yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun. We, we were in Boracay together once. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, dude. And and uh, we we partnered up with a folk singer uh, who, who who was uh, originally from the Hobbit House, and and we just partied oh, out with oh, this guy, right? Who? Oh, oh. Which uh, folk singer is that? One of the, but he was good. Yeah, but he, I don't I don't seem to remember his name, but. But yeah, we had a good time then. Yeah, I passed out, remember? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is the best night of my life. Pass out. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, so, man, so are you, you guys are retired now, no? Uh, I don't work at any radio station. When was the last time you guys worked at at um, as a as a DJ? Ako not maybe maybe about eight years ago or something. Yeah, because like I yeah when when uh, locomotive we even guested on your show right or was it three headed dog? Yeah, the you are you you are you are yeah. Ah, underground radio. Underground radio. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah, been, that was. I've been. Uh, uh, I've been doing voice voice projects um, for for a couple of years. I was um, the continuity uh, announcer for Fox Sports, mm. and uh, I still do ads. I still do. I still do uh, um, audio visuals and all that. It, it's. Uh, it's. I have a lot of fun doing those things. Nice. Almost and as you... much fun as uh, playing rock. Yeah, you know, because you know, rock you play. You know, it's part of life, right? You know, yeah. It just goes on. But 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 being able to to do my craft as a voice artist, um, you know, the opportunities come far. And, you know, yeah, it's 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 if it's there, I I, I do it. Yeah, it's in your blood, man. Yeah. And you you still have that voice, man. You guys still have your voices, man. Your your DJ voices are there when you turn it on. So yeah. So so with that said, before we go, I'd like to ask a favor from each of you. If you could, uh, maybe say um, uh, do like a plug for this show in your own way. You just say, well, the title of the show is WDRS Talk. The Wolf's Den radio show talk, and then you can spiel whatever you want. Um, Jaime, you go first. In yeah, so this is not Jaime Lon talking, but this is the Gaucho. What is it? WDRS talk. W D what? W D R S talk. So it's Wolf's. <laughs> show, show, show it to Jaime. <laughs> the, the, and the ko. Listen to Wolf on WDRS Talk. That's it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
It's the Wolfman. WDRS 97.3 KRQR San Francisco The Rocker. <laughs> nice. <laughs> See, you guys still got it, man. Oh, Bob, you go. Sample naman dyan. I'm trying to figure out. Perfection may chance to Bob, man. Kailangan may script, man. He's got to be one of the best you know, so, so, voice artists. Uh, it's a shame that they, they, you know, they use all these one point uh, people because this guy can still <laughs> kick anybody's ass. Oi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's try this one. Okay. Hear the wolf howl on WDRS talk. Nice. Uh, one more time, huh? Okay. Hear the wolf howl on WDRS talk. Oh man! Listen to the Wolves Den Radio Show Talk. Um, that's a long one. The no, Wolf- you, you have no. You pause after the show, before you say talk. So it's oh, w- yeah? the Wolves Den Radio Show Talk. There, there's like a small pause. Uh, okay. <laughs> you why don't I do a plug that you can put in the middle of your show? Yeah, thanks, man. Listen to the Wolf. Ah, uh, no, no. Sorry, sorry. You're listening to the Wolf's Den Radio Show Talk. That's the one. You're listening to the Wolf's Den Radio Show Talk. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> listen to the wolf howl, no? Okay. Uh, listen. <laughs> oh, you know, I have a story. I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you this. But before we go, because uh, because uh, Howling Dave, um, when I was in my first band, uh, we did RJ Junior Jam. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. In the yeah. afternoon, you know, the the for the uh, uh, an af- a matinee uh, show for bands, no, and he was the host. And we somehow, because it was all covers, you know, it was all cover bands, but rock. And we were pretty good at our Def Leppard covers, Guns N' Roses, whatever, White Snake. So he liked us, and every time he would, he would um, introduce us, he would turn on Howlin' Davis, like, ladies and gentlemen, this is in RJ. Yeah. It's a small hey, place, and there's it's, like <laughs> it's only it's only like our friends were watching, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome Hysteria. And we would like, we would like feel like, damn, shit. That's like, you know, it would fire us up because uh, it's like like a proper concert introduction, you know. Can, can you imagine how many hundreds of thousands of times he's done that for bands? Yeah, see Dante. Yeah, because even, even, um, even yung mga shaky shakies although pinapasa din sa amin mm-hmm. yung mga hosting sa mga shakies and all that yeah. yeah he never stopped he was he was always busy hosting yeah. yeah and on that note gentlemen thank you very much for okay, doing well, this i really welcome. appreciate this man it's a pleasure man thanks a lot wolf all right sisters and brothers Another episode of WDRS Talk with uh, two of the great DJs, 
of uh, Filipino rock culture, Bob Magoo and Gaucho, the Gaucho. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you very much. I'll see you soon, Thanks. guys. Thank you. Okay, bye. 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 Bye.